Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, just wherever you are. Honestly, like I really <laughs> radically loved radio is the show you're listening to right now. It is Friday and it is the 5th of February and uh, Tessa's here. Say hi, Tess. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Happy February. Can you believe it? Happy February. February. It is fucking February. Like that is just insane. I can't even believe that that's actually happening right now. It's a thing. What happened to January? Like, where did it go? I blinked and it went by. I I mean, one thing I will say, and I want to hear what your thoughts are. Sorry, I interrupted you. Fucking Zoom. No, go for it. Um, Yeah, January seems like it went by really quickly. And one of the things that I, uh, I, I, the only thing that I can remember is the the 75 days of wellness. That's really it. And that didn't start until like last week. (laughs) Well, it was a good, good way to start off January. That's for sure. That's true. I feel like the first couple of weeks of January are always uh, kind of a free for all because people, sometimes people take time off. They maybe take a couple of weeks off in January. And yeah, I feel like the year doesn't really start until February 1st. Yeah. I also feel like there was this pause, like, okay, like a collective holding of breath. Is this going to be exactly the same as last year? <laughs> you know what I true. mean? True. Totally. 100%. I am on board with that. And I totally agree. Yeah. So before we started recording, um, Tessa and I uh, were just talking about uh, how shitty of days we were. <laughs> look, look, truth be told, you guys, um, it's important to be able to be honest about things that happen in people's lives. And so I did not have a great weekend last weekend, uh, nor the beginning of this week was uh, not my favorite. And I just, you know, sometimes regardless of how many tools we may have, uh, you know, sometimes we, we just want to throw them out the window because we want to have a, (laughs) we want to have a fucking tantrum and that's okay. You know, I want to dispel any shame you may have around having a tantrum or having emotions that are intense, like anger or frustration, because you're maybe a yogi or you're uh, a mindfulness practitioner. And you think that you need to push through those feelings. You don't absolutely, you absolutely don't have to do that at all. You can, you can feel whatever you're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I think emotions, especially, I think there's such a stigma around anger. um, And I'm experiencing this so viscerally from the place of being a female um, and all of the things that come along with that you know, historically, like a, yes. from an epigenetic perspective, because I've been watching 
Bridgerton and I'm reading the book of longings. Mm. So these are two like really historical time pieces where women didn't have a voice or choice or, um, you know, like women were considered hysterical if they had any sort of emotional outburst. Right. So I've been having some emotional outbursts this week (laughs) and I'm also learning that when things like anger come up for me, that it's actually a really powerful tool and it's an opportunity for me to learn what is it that, you know, why is this coming up right now? What can I learn from it and how can I use it? So, yeah. Mm, that's how that's I'm feeling good. about it oh that's so good well I was telling you my little uh story this morning about oh my god chowder and I was talking about how the dogs were driving me a little crazy mm. today all week um Rosie and chowder both of them little two pipples they're besties but sometimes they they just have extra energy and I just I don't have the bandwidth I was trying to get on the on the bike so every day what I've been doing during the 75 days of wellness Um, I committed to, you know, there's a a manual for those of you that still want to join. You really can do it anytime. I mean, currently we're on day nine, uh, just kidding. Day 12. (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) Yeah. Day 12. And, um, you know, you can commit to as much or as little of the, of the proposed items on the list. And so for me, I, I committed, obviously meditation is kind of a, thing that I do every day. So that doesn't really count as something that I do because I do it anyway, but to practice at least 20 minutes of movement. So it's been, Mm -hmm. you know, just some easy yoga asana and doing either going for a run, a five mile run or doing a bike ride on, on the bike. And this morning I should have gone to, to, for a run because of the way that I was feeling. Typically I know when I need a run because you know, I think we've talked about this before and I'm curious to hear, I think we've talked about this before, but I don't wake up in a great mood. Like I'm not, a, I don't wake up feeling like, oh, the birds are chirping and the sun is coming out. And I just feel so amazing. Like I wake up kind of like, wow, I've integrated. I'm still in this fucking world. Okay. Like, what are we going to do today? <laughs> you know? And yeah. I, I just want to, um, yeah. And so in order for me to reintegrate into, yeah, the birds are chirping, I can take a breath. I can open my heart and let everything come in is after I meditate. And after I do my practice, because I reintegrate back into, okay, here I am. This is, this is who I am and this is what I'm, I'm doing. Um, so, so anyway, I was, uh, so, so this morning, sometimes after my meditation practice, I don't feel like that. <laughs> sometimes after I, even I meditate, I still feel a little agitated. And obviously there's not, obviously uh, there's some, some stuff going on in my personal life with my business that are causing deep frustration at the moment. And it's sort of the, you know, the, the things that come with being an entrepreneur and a, somebody who has a business you encounter really, uh, challenging obstacles. And even though I'm, you know, 37 years old and I've been doing this for uh, over a decade, it's, it doesn't make it easy. 
And I for sure <laughs> was, was feeling it this morning. And I'm like, I should go for a run. Cause sometimes I could go for a run and I can jar it and I could really sprint and just like run until my little legs just, you know, I can really push myself and that makes me feel better, you know, and then I can like walk back or whatever. And then I just come back and I'm, I'm in love with my boyfriend and I love my dogs. And I'm like yeah. excited to just talk to incredible people on this podcast. Like, this is incredible. Like my life is amazing. That's not what happened this morning. I, it was too late for me to go for a run. I had a call this morning and I was like, okay, so I can get on the bike for X amount of minutes and I get on and it needs to connect to the fucking Wi-Fi, and it's not connecting to the Wi-Fi. So I asked Tori if he can reset the router. But before I even ask him if he thinks it's going to stop my ride, because I was already on the bike, he just unplugged it and the bike fucking turned off. And I was like, uh -oh. I'm one of those people. I don't know if you are, but I'm one of those people. If I can't see my progress as I'm doing it, like, I'm just like, just forget it. Like, yeah, that's the point. I need the data. <laughs> yeah, I need this. She's lifting up her her iWatch. I've got my data that. right here. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I got off the bike, and now you know here we are recording this. So, I'm I'm curious for those of you out there that are listening to this, if you can if you can relate to any of this, please tell us we're not alone, <laughs> right? <laughs> Am I experiencing this in a vacuum? I don't yeah. think so. I don't we'll think test. so. I'll go back to what you were saying. And I, I love what you were saying about reflecting, you know, with, with whatever emotions or, or frustration that you're feeling, you know, to really give yourself the, the space to, to do that. And hmm. to see like, what, you know, what am I learning from this? Like you said, what is the lesson? Obviously for me, the lesson is I'm obviously, I I can deduce the reason why I'm frustrated right now. And, and you know why I'm frustrated right now. I know why I'm frustrated right now. Yeah. And as much as I'm trying to make it all these other things, all the reasons, oh, because Tori did unplug the fucking bike or the dogs are driving me insane. Or, you know, this, you know, I, my zoom call this morning kept getting cut off. The reception wasn't good. You know, like I can blame everything else, but at the end of the day, it just comes down to, um, you know, not, not being in control. That's a big thing for me you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I can so relate to that for <laughs> sure. Especially when it's like such an intense visceral re reaction for me, when those feelings come up, they're scary because I feel like I don't have any control over them. Like I'm like, Whoa, this is out of my control. It's coming out of my body. There's nothing I can do to stop it and yeah. watch out anyone who is in my way. Cause I'm on the war path. Yeah. And then, and then I can reflect afterwards, like in that moment is it's so like my reptile brain is yes taking the lead. <laughs> oh yeah. man, we go straight into that space. And so much of my, I mean, I, and I am happy to just call myself out. I mean, that's part of my conditioning, you know, as, as being a, a child that grew up in the environment that I grew up in, not having any control. That's a big, uh, that's a big sort of trigger for me, you know, when I don't, when I feel out of control or like, I don't have control over a situation, it takes me right back to being a child, somebody who ha was completely powerless. And I don't, I don't enjoy that feeling. I don't think anybody enjoys to feel powerless, you know, but I think that yeah. that initial pang within me just takes me to the state of feeling, yeah, powerless and secure, um, not knowing 
what's going to happen. It takes me into anxiety. I mean, it really just takes me back to, you know, East LA in the early nineties and like, here I am, you know, <laughs> just completely powerless. So I obviously know that there are, you know, many, many ways that I can mitigate those feelings. And, and I do plan on doing some of that this weekend Mm. And uh <laughs> like, gonna bust, more. I'm gonna bust out that karaoke machine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, with that that being said, I think it's a, an appropriate time to present this uh this next guest to everybody because mm. it's apropos, I think, to what we're talking about in the sense of just creating rituals, creating routines, creating habits that are gonna really at the end of the day help you create the life that you want. Um, by the way, I can't, I can't even believe that I'm about to introduce this person on the show because she is ultimately like one of my biggest heroes. She has written several New York Times bestsellers at this point and is truly just somebody who has, I don't know, like she's really changed she's changed the way that we relate to our own inner greatness, or I shall say badassery, right? Just to, just to keep it, just to keep it on brand. Um, I literally couldn't, I couldn't feel like more of a dork being on (laughs) the show with her. Like I've interviewed, and you know, I've interviewed a lot of people. I've, I've spoke to many people. Like, I mean, I've, I've spoke with Ariana Huffington, you know, like Mm -hmm. I've, I've spoke to Deepak Chopra. Like I've spoke to people that are super influential in the space. And I've never felt like more (laughs) more of a geek than I did with this next person that we have on the show. And I keep saying this next person, it's uh, Jen Sincero is on the show today. Tessa, can you believe this? It's so exciting. I can't wait for everyone to listen. She, I mean, I'm, I know her work precedes her in that, like, she kind of doesn't need an introduction, but really doesn't, but I just, I, I love her, her candidacy and her ability to really, truly be herself on and off the page. It comes through. Yeah. You know, she's just who she is unapologetic and real. It's so yes. I love, and she, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but like she is the best. I mean, her commentary, like the things she posts, I mean, she truly is uh, a living and breathing embodiment of what it means to be a badass. So Jensen Mm -hmm. Chero is here today. She's talking about forming habits and setting boundaries, the topic, which is the topic of her new book, Badass Habits. She also shares her thoughts on her success and gives advice on how to break down the roadblocks we set up for ourselves and the ones around us. So three reasons why you should listen. You'll learn how to set up good habits that you'll keep doing. You'll know what the common roadblocks are for yourself. She kind of talks about that and how we can uh, discern what those are for ourselves. And you can discover the power of manifestation and how to apply that to your own life. Um, which is incredible. I mean, she really, God, she's amazing. I don't even know what else to say. I mean, take it away, Jen. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Jen Sincero on the show.
This episode is brought to you by Bioptimizers. There has never been a bad time to boost your immune system, but I don't need to tell you how important a strong immune system is right now, given the global health crisis that's spreading across the planet. P3OM are probiotics that improve your digestion and nutrition absorption, helping ensure your digestive tract and immune system stay strong and healthy. While many other probiotics on the market don't even survive your own stomach acid, P3OM is fully tested to make sure the probiotic strains not only survive in your body, but also don't compete with each other. This is key to stay protected against the growth of bad bacteria and other pathogens. While other probiotics require refrigeration and often die in transport and on the shelf, P3OM doesn't need refrigeration at all. It's also been clinically proven to give you more energy, less bloating, more mental clarity, and to shift your metabolism into fat burning mode. So if you're ready to boost your immune system, have healthier digestion and burned fat, go to bioptimizers.com forward slash radically loved. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash radically loved. By using the promo code radically loved 10, you'll also get 10% off of your next order. So two things to remember, bioptimizers.com forward slash radically loved and promo code radically loved 10. There's never been a more important time to boost your immune system than today. So go to bioptimizers.com forward slash radically loved now and start living stronger. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, I don't think I can come up with any words to describe the amount of excitement that I'm feeling right now. And this probably is the pinnacle of all interviews I've ever done my entire life. Uh, because you all know that are listening how much I love her. Everybody welcome Jen Sinchera on the show. She is, where's the clap track? Where's the clap track? <laughs> My own clap track. Hell, yes. I'm so excited to have you on the show. There, like I said, right, right before we started, uh, so much of your work has impacted me and just my path and my journey, as well as millions of people and uh, millions of people all over the world. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy to be chatting with you today about your latest book called Badass Habits, uh, Cultivate the Awareness Boundaries and Daily Upgrades You Need to Make Them Stick. Thank you so much for creating a very uh, kind, doable format because it definitely felt like something that I could do. And what's interesting to me is that no matter how much work we do, especially for me, how much work I've done, how many years I've been teaching yoga and meditation for 15 plus years, I still have something to learn every day. So thank you for this. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm learning myself. <laughs> So I, I did actually, so I, I follow you on Instagram and I saw that you're, you're doing some yoga. Well, I'm getting on my mat. Whether yoga happens is a different story. <laughs> I love yoga. I just, I just haven't been doing it. I'm actually doing Feldenkrais, which is much more my speed because you literally just like turn your head one inch to the left. And yes. It's amazing. Have you done that? Yeah, I have. So good. It's re it's like meditate. It's, it's like full body meditation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I love, for me, I, I love teaching more Hatha style. So it's definitely more mindful flow. It's slower. It's, it's more to connect with your breath to I'm like loving movements because that whole hard 
all that mm-hmm. I- intensity is is too much for me, uh, especially you know as more time goes on. I'm like I kind of like the non-moving modalities sometimes. <laughs> we should definitely talk <laughs> right where I am. <laughs> So, you know, one of the things that I really loved about the book, I mean, you talk about boundaries, you talk about our own boundaries that we need to set. And uh, it took me right back, even even some of your earlier works um, always bring me back to this place because I'm a avid uh, dissector. <laughs> I like to dissect myself. I'm like, where is this coming from? Where is this where is this block coming from? Or why is it so difficult for me to set this boundary? Why is it so difficult for me to make this habit stick? Why is it so difficult? And I, uh, I'm a recovering Catholic. So I definitely go back to my childhood and I think, oh, it's just because this is, this is embedded into my DNA to, you know, be hard on myself or to, you know, give up by the end of the day, you wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm going to work out today. And then by two, three o'clock, you're like, I'll do it tomorrow. And it's just so easy, right. To fall into that, um, that, that game of I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And, oh, I'm not doing this because I've not done it for the last five years. So why would I start now? Um, I know there's a lot of different things I said, but hopefully you can pick one and kind of go into that. Well, I think that's incredibly common. I mean, that really is, you just sort of boil down how people feel when they, you know, fall off the party train of their habit, you know, and they just, there's so many excellent reasons not to do the things that are going to make us grow and and give us the lives that we want to live and give us the bodies we want to live and let us feel the way that we want to feel, which is why the more... I don't know, I have many things to say about this, but but one of the really great tricks, I guess, is to always stay conscious of the feeling of having accomplished whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish, right? So I sure as hell never, ever want to go lie on my mat and do the things I do on my mat. I never, there are so many other things I'd rather do, (laughs) but I feel so good. And that's the thing with the, especially with the physical stuff, like Mm -hmm. the body really, you don't have to give it a lot for it to feel so like, even just stretching like this, you feel, it feels so good instantly. So, um, just remember being in not only the knowledge of how good it's going to feel, but, but conjuring up just the excitement around feeling that way. And of course, it's not just about way your body feels it's about you showing up for yourself and doing what you said you were going to do and and stepping into a a more awesome life for yourself on on all fronts so but i I do think a big part of it is projecting forward uh post doing the thing and i also think chunking it down man i am Mm -hmm. so you know if you really don't feel like doing it just do it for five minutes just get into the habit of the habit is really, and I really, and you know, I've been, you know, we're in the middle of this crazy pandemic and everybody's just operating at a different stress level. So I'm really sort of giving everybody a get out of jail free card on this. Just like we have so much going on that we're not even aware of. So just show up for the damn habit if that's all you can conjure and get into the habit of it. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I mean, I, I know you've talked about this before, but how if, if we overwhelm ourselves with doing everything, then that's our biggest 
downfall is to just give up and not do. Yeah. Overwhelm will knock you down before you even get started. So just getting into the little, the little bits and building from there is so, so important. Yeah. When I was in, uh, you know, I, as I told you earlier, you know, going through my, my phase when I was a teenager, I, I was, uh, I had, I got diagnosed with PTSD and when you grow up in an environment where everybody has PTSD, it's not really a thing, right? It's like, oh, everybody's grown up in a fucked up environment. So like, so what? Right. But I was, uh, I'm an emotional eater, still am. And I was up to 200 pounds right before I graduated from high school because I just was eating McDonald's and Oreo McFlurries every day. And I remember just getting to that, that place where I just felt so bad. I just felt so bad. Like everything felt bad, right? You know, it's like you get to that. Everything feels bad. Nothing feels good. And, you know, like I, I was thinking about that when I was reading this book, I was like, wow, like, first of all, I'm like, I should have had this then. (laughs) But, but the way that it looking back, hindsight is always a science, right? I'm like, well, what did I do? You know, and I, I did just do it one day at a time. I just took one little step after the next, but not really thinking even now at, you know, 37 years old, that what you write about and the way that you implement these things little by little, it, it's that positive reinforcement. So, so I had a history of, uh, what is this, uh, yo-yo dieting, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, 200 pounds, then I lost 50 pounds. And then I was like, okay, how do I keep it off? But then I just go right back to being right. overweight again. And then, you know, it's this whole thing that for years and years, I, I struggled with because I never had the payoff was like food. Oh, right. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I did something good. I want some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> So how do we, how do we discern what the, because you talk about that, right? Giving yourself a a reward or or giving yourself something, uh, an incentive or something to, you know, make you feel good about your habit. So how, what, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do I think about rewarding yourself with ice cream? Yeah. (laughs) That's just like, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Luckily, we are creatures who like lots of different things. So you don't, you know, if you're on a diet, obviously ice cream is not the best reward. But um, I I think in general, in our culture anyway, we suck at celebrating. And I sort of uh, wrote about that in the intro of the book where, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, who the hell am I to write a book on habits? I suck at habits. Like, I, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, First of all, I'm participating in that very gnarly habit of focusing on my failures and my negative beliefs, as opposed to the fact that I haven't smoked a cigarette in 30 years and I love cigarettes and and that I exercise regularly and that I've gotten to the habit of writing and meditating and making my bed and flossing my teeth. Like I, I have a million good habits and I have definitely failed at doing some, but I think that we so quickly always look to the negative and 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 just blow past, especially women, mm-hmm. blow past our accomplishments and downplay our accomplishments and and just don't even see them half the time. So I think one of the fun things about this habit book is getting into the habit of celebrating yourself. So mm-hmm. with the reward, it is about rewarding, you know, giving you incentive to do the habit. But I'm also really into getting us into the habit of acknowledging the fact that we just did something that might've been challenging and rewarding ourselves for it. So, 
you know, it can be anything from checking your social media after you do your habit or calling a friend and talking to your friend or watching a TV show or, you know, reading a book, I, you know, whatever, whatever brings you joy. But, um, but I, I think it is, I just love the idea of getting into the habit of, of celebrating ourselves and rewarding ourselves. Yeah. I, I like that too. It, it, the, my habit to break will have to be the food reward because I yeah. always want the, Oh, I'll have some chocolate. Well, is there a food that isn't fattening? That's really good for you. I mean, I know celery is not that exciting. Perhaps. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, I'm going to have that little piece of celery. Yum. Uh, no, I mean, I, I make, you know, really healthy things and, and now I, I, I like to believe that I've changed it uh, a little bit more, but I, I know that there's a lot, especially women out there who, who can relate to what we're saying and, and creating a habit of choosing something that's going to serve your highest is always, always going to be better. And also this also, but you know, it also comes in the chunking down thing where it's like, yes. maybe you could have one small scoop of ice cream. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't yeah. kill you. And not yeah. feel bad about it. I like how you talk about the energy too, right? Yeah. 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 I think, I think you can still, and I, cause I hate denial. I hate completely denying yourself. It makes you obsess on it. You know, more, you know, what you resist persists is that it's like, if you completely deny it, so let yourself have a little bit of ice cream. That's big whoop de do, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing that I wanted to ask you about is about the whole idea of, I don't know, for some reason I kept thinking, okay, like what are the things that would stand in the way of most people getting into doing habits that serve them? And I'm like, well, the number one thing I can think of that would be an obstacle is if you live with somebody who's not on the same train as you are, mm -hmm. or it isn't doing the same thing, or if you're surrounded by people who aren't necessarily supporting your highest or aren't going to support that habit. So how do you deal with that? With other people. Um, <laughs> I have a friend who was like, I don't need to go to therapy. I know what my problem is. Other people. <laughs> That's so true. I know. Oh, it's a great mug. Um, well, okay. Listen, I, I wrote a whole bunch in the book about why other people, and especially people closest to us, can be our biggest roadblocks where they fill us with fear and give us all their worries about why it's not going to work or they make fun of us or you know whatever their trip is so they it's a really 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 common problem because without going into it people closest to us have the most to lose if we change and grow and it threatens them more than strangers and I, you know, I'm always screaming and yelling about you've got to surround yourself with people who support you and who see big things and who, you know, live the, their lives the way that you want to live them because it holds you up to a different standard. You know, water really truly does seek its own level. So when, when, you know, back in the day when I was being a gigantic, you know, financial loser and, and just not doing anything to advance myself. I felt like a hero just for doing my laundry. You know what I mean? Like my bar was super low. So you want to raise the bar. And if you're living with somebody or you're surrounded by people who not only don't share your vision, but also hold you back by making fun of you or telling you why it's not going to work or whatever, 
you just need to share your dreams and what you're doing with them as little as possible. I mean, sometimes mm. you really do need to cut them out of your lives. If, it, if it's getting to the point where they are literally blocking you from doing what you want to do, you've got enough of your own challenges. You've got enough of your own negative talk. You've got enough of your own doubt, fear, and worry. You don't need theirs. So I recommend really not telling them anything and hopefully that'll do the trick. And also bringing in, like making it a point to find other people that are really going to support you and, and hold you up. How that's, uh, yes, amazing. <laughs> so true. How have you in your life, and you've spoken about this pretty openly, just sort of the, the struggles of being a writer in the publishing world or even being a musician. I've, I've heard interviews where you talk about, you know, being with the record label and just kind of the shit show that that is and sort of being in that, that place where things don't necessarily go according to plan. Uh, I'm curious for you now with, with where you are, mm. um, how you deal with, how you deal with that now? Like, what is, do you feel that now after teaching this and, and having this different trajectory of your life, do you feel that you approach those obstacles differently in your life? The obstacles of things not going smoothly or it really depends. I mean, I, I am real good at a temper tantrum. Like I can whip out a temper tantrum faster and louder than anybody. So just in case any of my friends are watching, I'm not going to pretend <laughs> this will come back to me. Um, you know what? Okay. I'll tell you, I am, I am attempting to get better at taking the breath before the temper tantrum, but I immediately, I immediately just, I get pissed off really fast. However, the good thing is I'm really good at noticing that I'm getting pissed off and being like, really, Jen, just because your phone crashed, like the end of the world is, is now upon us. Like I can catch myself in my temper tantrum. So that's a big move for me like that really. So that, and then I can take the breath and, and figure out, you know, what to do about it. So, but it is, it's like anything else. It's that, that awareness piece that is, is the key to everything. So you, 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 we all have knee jerk reactions. We all have knee jerk beliefs about things. And we focus on, you know, wherever our belief system is pointing our focus, we focus on it and keep creating the same self-fulfilling prophecy basically. Right. But you can't change that until you become aware of the fact like, wow, if I keep focusing on how difficult it is to lose weight and how everybody in my family has a bad metabolism and how I've tried a billion times and I can't keep the weight off, you keep focusing on that, you're gonna keep recreating it. And this is also by hanging out with the new people as opposed to the people who are repeating those negative beliefs and thoughts. If you hang out with people who are like, yeah, I had a really hard time at first too, but then I stuck with it and I did this and people who can really see outside of the box that we put ourselves in is so important. Yeah. yeah I like what you're saying about awareness. I mean, so much of what, to me, that was one of the driving forces to why I loved yoga so much when I heard the definition that yoga is about cultivating more discernment to know what to do when you're not in the safety of your mat or your cushion mm. to, to show you to have that awareness of being in that seat of the observer to, to be aware, to be aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I always really liked that, but I'm also Latin and have really a hard time being, not being reactive. 
<laughs> so, so I go into this place of like, ah, oh, she is about to yell at her boyfriend. What, what is there a reason for that? And, you uh-huh. know, but I, but I think that, you know, I look at it in the big projection of our life and I'm like, oh, I'll get better. And I have gotten better, yeah. but right. yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, the last thing we need is another thing to beat ourselves up about. Right. Like, so here I am having my temper tantrum. Like if you can find it kind of funny, cause it is, we're all just like flipping around on this planet, trying to figure stuff out. So it's like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. It's called oh, a really practice like for a reason. <laughs> That's right. It's exactly right. You know, it's, it's interesting because all, all I'm thinking about now, especially with what you're talking about, the, the people in your life and having people around you that are going to support your growth. Uh, I've definitely been in a position where I've had people in my, people that I grew up with that the minute I started to change, it was like, oh, why are you changing? Why are you wanting to go into business for yourself? Why are you wanting to teach yoga? Like, why are you wanting to do all of these things? And I just had this this internal call that just felt good. And I'm like, I don't care if I never make any money, if I never do anything, like at least I'm doing something that's going to make me happy. And that's going to make me feel like I'm contributing to the world and not just make me feel like I'm just dying in my corporate job. You know, it's funny because actually when, when you are a badass came out, um, I, I had, uh, I had just quit my job a couple of years prior to that. And I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to use my, I'm going to use my unemployment money, which I was calling fun employment. I'm going to use my unemployment money to, to get a coach. Like I'm going to do that because I need to be able to motivate myself. And, and I did it. And I had so much anxiety. I'm like, Oh my God, like I used, (laughs) I used all of my money to, to do this, but it was probably the best decision I ever made, you know, and as, as great as she was, uh, it just made me, it wasn't even the situation like, yeah, maybe I should have done my homework and found somebody who, who had been coaching for a long time and not just started, but I didn't know, um, you know, the lack of education sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just made me feel good to have made that decision, you know? Good for you. That's a scary one. It's, but it's so, but that really, you know, that, that whole thing of like investing in yourself means you believe you're vested in yourself. Like, it's such a powerful thing to do to spend that money, your, your, your fun employment money on a coach. <laughs> Getting coach is not that fun. You know, I mean, no, it's amazing. It yeah. It's my life, but you know, there's a lot of other funner things you could have done with it. it, but it really is on so many levels. Um, so important, you know, not just for the coaching itself, but for that belief in yourself and for the commitment to, to really bettering yourself. It's really, yeah. really cool. What, after working with so many people, and I mean, you're an incredibly, you're probably the most successful author we've ever had on the show. Um, the most, not probably you are, uh, having the amount of success that you have and working with as many people as you have in your entire career. Can you say that there is a common thread that is throughout everybody, like the, the same obstacle that everybody shares? Like, can you, can you share that? Do you think there's a common thread that a lot of people have where you're like, oh, here's that thing again. Right. Um, well, yes. And, and I really do want to say that it is always amazing to me how unoriginal humans are. We have the same issues. I mean, this is why coaching works and why therapy works because there are human patterns, right? Yeah. If A happens, you can interpret it as B or C. Like it's wild. 
I, I think um, that's such a great question. Um, the, what you brought up earlier about what, about not moving forward because you don't want to basically be abandoned by the people who love you. That's, mm -hmm. that's honestly one of the biggest one. And it's why I spent so much time on, on it in badass habits, because at this point in my career, that is the number one thing that I hear. Oh, every time I give a talk, you know, everybody's like, what do you do when the people nearest you, you know, pull you down and hold you back? So I, I think that is it. And I also think that, uh, I think the fake decision is another biggie where, and I was guilty of this forever, where, you know, you, you want wanting versus deciding, right? So you want something and you do all the things to make it happen, but the second it gets hard or expensive, or you could look like a moron, suddenly you figure out why you don't want it anymore, right? Right. We all do that. So that's why I'm like, yeah, that's a want, a decision. The decision is when instead of figuring out a really good reason not to do it, you figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Dead. So that's, that's the difference. Like, I really think when you make a serious decision, there's, there's no back door. And I think a lot of people pretend they decided, but they get into victim mode about, well, I couldn't do it because blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I like that. And I totally, uh, subscribe to that belief for sure. Uh, I also come from this mindset for myself that like the biggest obstacle that I will ever face is that I don't actually really want to work that hard, you know, but, but if I do, unless I do, I won't appreciate what I work so hard for, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so there's this thing that happens where, okay, I know the obstacle is going to be, uh, me convincing if I, if it gets really hard, I'm going to convince myself, just as you said, that I don't really actually want it. It's, Right. I don't actually need that. Like you're fine, you know? Um, but unless I actually put my energy into it, you yeah. know, I, I won't necessarily appreciate it. Hey, and I'm not telling dear universe. I'm not saying that I'm, I don't think things should come easy. I mean, of course it's like, please bring it, you know, energy, yeah. Like, yeah. like bring it. But I also do feel that there is this energy that needs to go forward. And I, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that because, you know, we come from this world of manifestation and the secret and it's like, oh, if I think it, it will appear. And it's right. like, yes, I, I come from this. <laughs> so my, I'll give you a little bit of background. My grandma is a, uh, she was a curandera. So she had a lot of, that means like, uh, she was, uh, kind of like, when they were in Mexico, she, she's Peruvian uh, uh -huh. descent, but she was like the healer, like a healer, like a midwife type of, but she would, she would be able to like give tinctures and things when people were sick. And mm -hmm. so in our neighborhood, she was like that lady, but then she had these friends, she had this one friend that was a psychic and growing up, I was always really freaked out by anything woo. Like I was freaked out by it. I was scared. I'm like, Oh, this is scary. Like, I feel like the psychic's going to tell me that I'm going to die. I'm like a child, you know, uh -huh. but because of all the stuff you watch on TV for me, it was like scary. Yeah. But for most people that's scary. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, this is weird. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. And so as I got older and I went through my phases of transformation, all I wanted was this, I'm, I want the science. I want neuroscience. I want facts. I want to know why my brain is doing this. I want to know why my body's doing this. I want to know everything. 
And then after that, then I went back into the world of the esoteric and I'm like, oh, this feels really good. And I really believe all these things and energy and manifestation. So going back to my question, what I was saying is when the secret came out, I feel like uh, people, yes, this is true and we can manifest. And I really do believe all this stuff. And I do believe in the power of uh, putting your energy into something and having it manifest. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in the lives of people that I know. Um, but I also feel like there's a little bit of a, it should come with a disclaimer of you shouldn't stop doing the work just mm -hmm. because you're waiting for something to happen. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, it's so funny. I haven't seen the secret in such a long time, but I remember being like, oh, great. I just got to like, they should put a fucking bicycle on my vision board and I'll get a That's bicycle. exactly you know? right. 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 So I don't, I don't remember if they ever really talked about working towards something. Now, now you get to, no wonder it was such a popular movie. Um, yeah, no, you got to do stuff because the thing is, and, 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 um, you know, I, and I also, I want to, I want to just speak to your whole thing about not wanting to work too hard and, you know, it's such a, um, it is such a mental construct, right? What is hard? Yes. And, and believe me, like I am really aware of not working too hard. Like I really, I, especially this pandemic has been so interesting for me just because the book came out and that, you know, that is hard work writing a book, but every, you know, we're hanging around a lot more and I, and I really have more time to sort of like, how do I want to spend the next 10 years of my life? Like how hard do I want to work? And I've got this fantasy that I'm just going to do puzzles and play with my dog and like start knitting again. Um, but I'll get bored and I like working hard. And there's a real, like, there's hard. I know it, it, there's hard and there's hard and then there's fun free. Right. And so, so what, I'm sort of going off on tangent, but like, it's hard not doing what you love doing. You know, there's different versions of hard. It's hard. It's hard sitting and festering in your robe, doing puzzles and knitting all the time and playing with your dog. That has its own level of hard to it because you're bored out of your mind. You're not expressing yourself, right? So, so I think it's really important to, um, when you get grouchy about not wanting to work too hard, it's like, yeah, but that stuff that I do when I write my book, when I do my podcast, when I teach my yoga, I feel like, I feel like the queen of the world when I'm done. Mm -hmm. That's good, right? Yeah. So that... When I was freelance writing, making, you know, two cents an hour living in a garage, I was working really fucking hard and it was not good. So, you know, just keeping hard in perspective is really important, I think. And um, there was more to the question and now I have forgotten what it was. Oh, that's all right. It'll come back. It'll come back. It, in, in fact, actually, it's going to caveat me to a different segue here. Okay. I'm literally trying to cover like the years of questions that I've had for you in like 40 minutes. <laughs> I have nothing to do. So we can be here <laughs> all day. So power of manifestation. How do, do you, do you, do you, number one, do you believe in it? And number two, do you practice, do you practice it? And if you do, what does this practice look like in your life? Yeah. Um, I do believe in it. Absolutely. We were talking about the secret. That was it. So the whole part about, yes, I, I think what I loved about the secret and what I love about this whole power of manifestation thing is it focuses on the part that your mind plays 
in creating what you want out of life, right? We are told if you work hard, you get A, B, and C. Nobody really teaches. I mean, it's getting more and more mainstream now, but it's like, if you watch your belief, thoughts, and words, if you, if you visualize, if you have a mantra, if you really mm -hmm. focus on that, which you desire, if you create a damn vision board, like you do those things and those matter massively. And then you also do the work and you do what you know how to do. You know, there, there's that whole saying, like, you don't need to know the how, you just need to know your why, right? Mm -hmm. So you do what you know how to do while you're doing all of the manifestation and the visualization and the mantraing and all that, then you also get to work and you do all the things that you know how to do. And the important part about that is you're not gonna know how to do the thing that's gonna get you to the brand new place in the brand new reality that you've never experienced before because you've never experienced it before. So how the hell are you supposed to know it, right? So. So, um, so I absolutely believe in it. And I, um, you know, for me, I am a big mantra sayer. I, um, part of my manifestation is, is really getting into the mantra, getting into the feeling the, um, as we were talking earlier about the visualization of already having it, like really embodying it, walking differently, feeling the excitement. I mean, acting kind of crazy, acting as if I am already embodying the situation I want to be in and that I've already become that person who is there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. So all, all I'm thinking is when, when my, I was on the road in 2017, my, my friend Brent and I did this, uh, full, uh, 38 cities in 38 weeks, uh, tour for yoga journal magazine. We're documenting this whole experience right. in 10 months. And that was when uh, you are a badass at making money came out. We were listening to it on audio, on audio books. And we were like, just repeating the mantras. We're like, this is, <laughs> we're going to do it. And uh, yeah, so that, that whole thing just, just brought me back to that. So being able to utilize our words to manifest what we want in the present, uh, I think is so, so powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for people that have a hard time doing that, I, I find that it's because they don't see that vision. So maybe what is your thought on faking it until you make it when you're saying a mantra? Oh, critical because, okay. So I'll, I'll use the example that I use in Badass at Making Money where mm -hmm. my old mantra I discovered was I can't afford it. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, I can't afford it, you know, 15 times a day, all day, every day. When I decided to stop being a broke ass loser and start making lots of money, I, every time I wanted to say I can't afford it, and I break down how to write a mantra in my book, mm -hmm. but um, my new mantra was money flows to me easily and freely. I was still living in my garage. I was still driving a car that I literally had duct taped, the muffler fell off and I had, I mean, it was such a piece of crap and it had no grill. It looked like somebody had a knife fight in the backseat. Like it was all torn up, it was really bad. Anyway. But money flew to me easily and freely at this point. So, but what this did, and I, and if anybody out there is just like mantra, mantra, like, and, and, and so here's the thing. I didn't 100%, maybe not even 20% believe that money flowed to me easily and freely because it really wasn't at that point, but I decided to believe it. So this is where the decision to believe is more important than the belief itself. You don't believe it yet because you're not there yet, but you have to have that decision. Like I am deciding to believe this. And so what that did was 
It did many things. It changed my energy from, I can't afford it. And then, you know, it's a better energy to believe that money flows to you easily and freely. But more importantly, it made me start wanting to prove that money flows to me easily and freely. I used to prove that I can't afford it. And I was really, you know, mm. we get really grouchy about our identities. So even, even though I hated being broke, if anybody's like, Jen, you're amazing. You could be making tons of money. I'd be like, I cannot, I am 40 fucking years old. I live, I've tried and I'm defending, I can't afford it. And I hate, I can't afford it. But we, we, we are so white knuckling our identities and the quote unquote truth, right? And this is a very primal need. We need to be right because we are on a ball in infinite space and we need to know something or we're going to freak the fuck out, right? So that really is what I believe. All of this clinging to stuff that does not serve us is deep, deep down about the need to be right, the need to have security. So when you are brave and when you are being a badass and you're going for it, you toss that to the wind and you decide to believe something insane that has never been true for you in your life. And you have 40 years of proof that it isn't true, but you do it anyway. So money flows to me easily and freely. I still want to be right because I'm still a human being. So I start now proving that money flows to me easily and freely. And what this does is, you know, the dollar I find on the street, that counts. But I start to look for proof of that. And it also, oh, because I'm not so busy proving that I can't afford it because I want to prove this, I open myself up to opportunities and people and experiences where money could start flowing to me easily and freely because now I'm open to it. So that's the magic of the mantra. And I, I, I'm such a stickler for it because it's such a sort of woo-woo, it's too easy, blah, blah. But it's so powerful because subconsciously we want to be right and we are going to prove it. So it's, it's a doozy. Wow. Yeah. I, I also, I think maybe just ask, adding a little addendum to the power of words and your experience with the power of words so that everybody that's watching this, if they're not familiar with how powerful words are, maybe you could <laughs> share, share some of your findings. Well, think about it. Uh, you know, you always hear people say, well, my mother always told me that, that I was an idiot. So I never did well in school. You know, we, mm -hmm. You know, what we hear used, you know, over and over from our parents, we take on as the truth. And I, I sort of uh, compare it to a record player for those of us who were born when record players were still around. Uh, you know, it creates a groove. The needle goes in a groove and the, and the words and the thoughts and beliefs that you, you know, decide are true, create deep grooves. And then you just sort of like wander in the groove on autopilot, you don't think about it. So when you're changing who you're being and you're changing your life, you're creating a new groove. So the repetition of the words and the repetition of the belief and really, that's why I, I say you gotta go to what I call the spiritual gym. Like you've got to have some kind of workout practice to create these new grooves because the old ones are deep and very easy to fall back into and get stuck in. So you've got to keep building and working and digging deeper on the new groups. And that's where the self-help books come in. And that's where hanging out with kick-ass people comes in. And that's where doing things like yoga and meditation come in and, and listening to music that pumps you up. You know, you got to get the specifics down of what your spiritual gym looks like. And, I'm, and, and this is like another like overwhelming thing. Oh, what do you have so much to do? I mean, 10 minutes, people. 10 minutes of, of reading a self-help book and talking to your accountability partner. Like it doesn't, it has to be every day. It has to be repetitive, but it doesn't need to take over your life. But it's so critical. You don't get to go to the gym, get in shape and stop working out. You got to 
keep going and 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 mindset is a muscle so you yeah. got to keep in shape yeah no i i that's so it's so true and i i think about even just going to the gym and in order to build the muscle you have to first break it down right so the visceral re, the visceral uh mm. process of actually breaking something down to yeah. to build it back up yeah um recently we had um uh, a, a spiritual teacher on the show that um, I I was really excited to to chat with, and we were talking about uh, it. Just brings me to this exhaustion, right? Like exhausting all of your excuses to be able to make that decision and just yeah. do it. Yeah. So, thinking about like all of our <laughs> how we think we're so unique, and it's so funny because you were talking about this just a moment so ago. Pointing, <laughs> yeah everybody, we think we're so unique. And in fact, the things that, that bring us more alike are more further revealed, the more that we suffer and we suffer in order to exhaust all of those differences. Like suffering is there for us to exhaust all of the uniqueness and me and I'm different and blah, 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 like whatever. It's like, we're all the fucking same. You know, we all want the same things. We all want to be happy at the end of the day, it's like, why are we doing what we're doing? And to bring in the idea of the collective or your community or your people, you know, um, and, and have that ecosystem created so that you can make your decisions in, in a more uh, grounded way and you feel more supported and, you know, all of those things. Um, so yeah, I love what you're saying about the gym and being able to, to break those things down because, I feel like the more that we do it, the easier, the easier it gets. And then we can focus on another thing because it's just, it's a process. We just go in from one, from one little foxhole to, to another. New level, new devil. That's what we say. I know. It's never ending. Thank you. Thank you for the lesson. I know. So, you know, for, for you, where you are now, um, there's so many people, even people that are listening to this, you know, myself included, I recently, uh, we share a publisher. So I recently turned in my manuscript about a month ago, draft, draft, and even just saying it out loud. Oh, thank you. It is, uh, really difficult to write a book. I'm sure you know this. Um, hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And even just thinking about it now makes me want to throw up a little Uh, bit. Me too. Just talking to you about your book makes me want to throw up. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, um, but it's so interesting. It's like you, you get it in your, in your, for me, getting it into my mind and saying, okay, this is something that I want to do. And then actually having to do it. I was like, wait, <laughs> I'm like, can I just give you the idea and then yeah. have it be done and not actually have to, you know, go through the process of, uh, ripping things apart. Um, but anyway, like, so my, question my my question to you is um so many people want to say have the life that you have they want to be a new york times best-selling author they want to they idealize you know your your success your um you know your life as a whole like i know that for people uh you know when you look up to somebody you're you're only seeing what people are presenting to you so you don't really know like okay what is it like for you so i guess my question is in your experience with the success that you've had um have you been able to really 
enjoy your own successes and celebrate yourself with all the work that you've done. And for those of us who are aspiring to someday be at that level, um, what kind of advice do you have for us? Um, the answer is, yeah, I celebrate all the time. I'm, and I, and I think part of the celebrating is I'm so grateful and I'm still so blown away. I mean, honestly, well, and, and I, and so what I also want to say to everybody is I didn't know it was going to hit number one on the New York times list. Like I, I didn't know that it was going to become this beast that it's become. I'm so, you know, I wrote the best book I could. Um, I, I think what I want to say is if it feels right to you for whatever reason, just do it and don't listen to what other people say. I'm telling you, nobody wanted to publish You Are a Badass. We could not sell that fucking thing to anybody. And like, oh yeah, what the world really needs is another self-help book. I was like, it's not, and I, and I, you know, in my book proposal, I was like, I'm not saying that much stuff that's that new. I'm just saying it in a different way. And they're like, yeah, well, they've said it enough. And so, and then, you know, it ended up being this, you know, it was the, the ultimate nanny, nanny, boo-boo in your face, but <laughs> I had no idea. I just, I, but I never gave up on it because I just felt so strongly that I, you know, I was a writer before I was a coach. So when I was learning how to coach and I was reading all the self-help books and believe me, I think there are so many amazing books out there. I'm so grateful to all of them. But I was like, there isn't one written in the voice that I would have really liked to read it in or that I think I could write it in. So my point is you, whatever you're doing is, um, is unique automatically because it's you. And, and we don't really give that a lot of credit. It's like, there's a million podcasts about yoga out there. There's a million self-help books out there. You know, there's, there are, we're, you know, the earth's been around for a while and people have been around for a while. So you're probably not doing something that's totally original, but it's totally original because you're doing it. And so I think the key is to just make it as good as you can. And when you get to that place where you're like, this is a little too revealing or it's a little too vulnerable, I I believe you're allowed to be private and I don't think you have to share everything, but there are always times, I mean, I've noticed this over in my bands when I was, whenever you get that hit, that's like, but it would be kind of awesome if, if I did that anyway, that is going to be the key to your success. The one that's vulnerable because people, people will relate to you because you're being vulnerable and real and authentic. And that's scary. Cause when you, if you write stuff that isn't vulnerable, or if you if you create art, or if you have a business and it's not somehow really authentic and revealing of you, right? Then people aren't gonna aren't gonna it, it's not gonna hit people the same way. And if you do something that's really authentic and vulnerable in you, when you get shot down by the haters, which there will be, it hurts that much more, and you freak out that much more. But who gives a shit? Because then you're, you found your tribe. You can't find your tribe if you don't let them know who you are. So I just think just keep doing what feels right and keep doing what feels authentic. And when the scary thing comes, if it's scary and thrilling, that's, that's the bullseye. So, mm. right. I mean, Ugh. there are so many times I can look back in my career where I'll be like, 
okay, universe, I, I want to make, you know, $50,000 this month. I, I'm not quite sure how. Da, da. I'll be like, just please show me the way. And then this opportunity will come and I'll be like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> it is the last thing on earth I want to do. And that's how you know that's the thing. If you oh. are not rolling your eyes and throwing up in your mouth, you're not on the right track. Oh, that. <laughs> right? So this is like preaching. We're at, we're at the Jensen <laughs> Church today, my friends. This is so, it's so good and it's so true. And okay, that then validates, I guess, this is right. Uh, process. Yeah. But it, I, I can totally relate to the reject getting rejected. I mean, I'd been trying to sell a book for the last five years. Mm. And, um, and it wasn't until I did exactly what you said, where I shared my story, because it's like, oh, well, why is this? Who are you? Or why is this? Yeah. Why is this interesting? And the minute that I had the right guidance, uh, and the right people to say, hey, like, why don't you just share? why you're even here, like, sure. And I'm like, nobody wants to know about growing up in East LA. Like nobody wants to know about me getting in trouble with the law. Nobody wants to know about any of that stuff. Like that's, you know, private, you know, that yeah. who cares, you know, it, that this was basically like everybody in my childhood grew up the same exact way. So it's not right. original. It's not like I'm telling a story that has never been told before. And it's not interesting to me. And, and a lot of the times I feel like for most people, when it's our story, it's not interesting because it's mundane. Yep. Right. And it's like stuff that you're an expert at. It's like, oh, I don't need to tell people how to do that. Like everybody knows that. It's like, no, actually you're an expert at it. So, I mean, I found that in businesses all when I was coaching entrepreneurs, they'd be like, well, everybody knows how to put up a basic website. I was like, are you kidding me? Like people will pay you lots of money for that. Just because you're good at it, you think it's not worth anything. <laughs> really sad. But also in your right. case, I imagine it was very mundane, but it's also super risky. I mean, you're exposing, by telling your story, you're telling the story of the people around you. You're, you're putting yourself at risk of thinking you're special because you're telling your story, even though you're, you know, like so risky, right. so risky. So many reasons that you're wrong and bad and, and oh, you man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know fuck it. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> ah, there you go. There's a mantra. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, truly, that's really just like, you know what? You're here now you have a contract. So now you got to show up, do your work, do it the yeah. best you can and, and just, keep yeah. moving, you know? Oh, good so, for you. What's your book called? Uh, well, it, the working title right now is, uh, you are radically loved. Oh, so, love it. Yeah. Love the, it. The sub subtitle is uh, True Grace Takes Grit, which beautiful. Yeah, it's a book about spiritual empowerment and it re weaves in my journey through self-discovery. Okay. And there's gonna be like some meditations in there and some practices and um, you know, like my mindful tips. And I basically take the reader through my experience and just learning all of the different, you know, uh, modalities, Buddhist teachings and yoga and just kind of to, to get people into a state of discerning, you know, what, what works for them. So, yeah. uh, like I said, I'm still in, in this process. So I don't, I don't know, like I'm, I'm extremely hopeful, but I also feel like, I guess I'm still, <laughs> I'm still waiting for the publisher to get back to me and be like, 
can we have our advance back? Because <laughs> we don't know about this, <laughs> but that's the truth. I'm literally sharing yeah. the truth. So for those of you out there who are in this process, like I always say this, I, I'm still very, I will be a student for my entire life. I, I love learning and I love uh, just having new experiences. And I, it's something that I wanted to do. I've, I've been wanting to do it for a very long time. And now that it's in the process of being, being done, it, it definitely feels like a little bit of a, a relief. And I'm definitely writing it for that 15, 16 year old me that was that felt like there was no, there was no hope for ever getting out of uh, an environment that you were in. You know, it's like, how do you, how, like how for somebody that grows up in, you know, a, a, a very troubled environment that has people around them, even family members that tell them that they will fail, that they are just, that they're not able to break the mold because that's just not the way things work. Right. to be able to, to break that and, and even just put yourself into a, a place in a state of opportunity, like really creating mm -hmm. those opportunities. I yeah. always thought about it as just, I was just really lucky. I'm like, Oh, I was just really lucky. I was just really lucky. Like I just, Oh, I was really lucky that I didn't ditch school that day because, yeah. you know, I, I had this really tragic thing happened uh, to my two like childhood friends died because they, ditch school and I didn't happen to be with them that one time, you know? And so those types of things that I would just think like, oh, this is not a big deal. But now that I'm, you know, if we want to get woo about it, and this will be like the last question I ask you, but I'm like, no, this was something was happening. You know, I was already changing who I was mm. and just going back to even the stuff that you were writing about. It's like, there was already a decision that I had made, even when people would say things to me like, oh, you're just a bad kid, or you're going to end up getting yeah. pregnant, or you're going to end up going to yeah. jail. Like, right, you know, right. there was a decision that I had made that was like, no, like, no. And my desire to, it wasn't like, oh, I wanted to prove people wrong. I just didn't want to prove them right. Mm. So that was my decision. So I made the decision to not prove people right. And, and that's sort of what, what led me to, wow. to hear. Wow. Yeah. What a great story. You, so. you are going to just inspire the crap out of so many people oh, because yeah, say that. I'm like you are. And, and listen, and, and I think, I, I think, you know, we all doubt ourselves at that. I mean, I think every single book I write is going to tank my brand. I'm like, this is the one that's going to bring the house of cards down. I mean, we're all insane. No, I know, but that's the thing. It's so like for your voice, I mean, your way of writing, your style is just to me, it, I was, I'm like, she's talking to me specifically. She wrote this book for me, but it's that collective that you're saying is, you know, well, to be able yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, you. You go. You go. <laughs> well, I want to say that that's what I'm talking about. It's because I'm speaking like I speak. And I imagine in your book, you talking to people about what it's like to feel like there is no hope to be surrounded by people who've completely settled for what they think they deserve and to being told over and over that you can't be doing have the things that you feel in your heart you want to go do. Like that is going to because you're speaking to them as them, that's, I mean, my gosh, that's going to be just enormous in people's lives. So it's a really big thing you're doing. So just, I'm so glad you're doing it. 
how how did how did we turn from me interviewing you to you interviewing me? I'm trying to because I told out. you at the beginning I wanted to interview you. <laughs> like how did this how did this happen? Um, okay, look, I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, the book is called Badass Habits: Cultivate the Awareness, Boundaries, and Daily Upgrades You Need to Make Them Stick. So uh, for those of you listening or watching this, please get this book. It is, uh, it also, we didn't even get to talk about the 21 days. So the way that this book is, is uh, I was going to say segmented, it's broken down in very easy bite-sized amounts where you can uh, implement practices every day. So you don't have to read the entire book or you don't have to read like, you know, the first six chapters, you can actually start to implement uh, these habits uh, today. So, uh, I love it and I love all of your books. And so we'll link all of your books on the show notes of this podcast. Um, but before I ask you the final question, um, and like I said, I literally, I've got two and a half pages worth of questions that I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you one of the questions on here. Side note. Um, that's so, a good sign. <laughs> good conversation. <laughs> so the the reason why I started the podcast five years ago was because I wanted to create a place for for people to go to to get inspired or to just hear conversations with. Really, I just needed an excuse to talk to people I admired, and then it just turned into this. Truly, but the whole idea of radically loved is uh, radical is from the root word meaning actual root. And the whole idea behind radically loved is that we are radically loved by God's source, higher power, whatever higher power you believe in, that the universe works for us and not against us. And that was something that I had to really believe in order for me to get to where I am now. So I felt that this was a great way to um, bring this back to these conversations that I have with really inspiring people. And so the final question I used to ask it in two parts and then I started asking it in one part, but I'm going to ask you in two parts just because uh, I just know the answers are going to be great. So the first one is how do you feel radically loved? Mm. And, and the second is what do you radically love? Mm. Oh, wow. Well, I, I mean, people are going to be the answer for both of those in, in many ways. I'm so blessed with the people in my life. I just can't even get over it. Um, and I, I feel, I feel radically conditionally loved by myself. <laughs> so I nail it sometimes. Sometimes we're not doing so great, but, but I get it. And when I was hearing you talk, I have to admit like, when you were saying believing, you know, that source energy loves you, I felt it run through just the way when you were just sort of riffing on that, I felt it running through my body. So I do know that. And I do connect with that. I'm not always in that space of connection, just as, as I'm not always in that space of connection with myself at all. It comes and goes, but that that's sort of where it's at. Um, and what do I radically love? I... Oh, I just, I mean, so many things. I radically love nature. I radically love my body. I love my people. I love my fans. I love my dog who is napping right next to me. I love, you know, 
I love that. I love that I got to be on, in on this magic trick. That is something I think about all the time where I'm like, I'm so glad I wasn't so stubborn about the woo woo. And, you know, cause I was grouchy, you know, I was a, a grouchy about all this stuff for the longest time until I got desperate and I had to like sort of open my mind. But now I feel like I'm in on some kind of magic trick, just like yeah, you know, the manifestation and the visualization and the meditation, when you really feel that connection with source energy, and then you manifest exactly what you've been visualizing, like, that's magic to me. That's miracle. And again, you got to work for it. and You've got to take action. But when you really get into alignment and you really do the scary thing over and over and over, holy moly. So mm. that's my answer. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I felt that. That's really good. Uh, Jen, you are the fucking number one OG badass for reels with a Z at the end on the reels. Uh, you are literally the number one badass. I am so grateful to have met you and to have done this podcast with you. Thank you so much for, for joining us and for being here. Uh, thank you for all the work that you've done that has impacted millions and millions of people, including myself. So thank you. And uh, where can people go to connect with you? Where do you hang out the most? Um, well, they, you know, Instagram actually is my, I love Instagram. So I'm just Jen Sincero on Instagram and they can also go to my website, which is jensincero.com, which is also youareabadass.com. They both go there. Perfect. Yeah. Great. So for those of you listening, we will put all of that info, including those links and the links to buy the book on the show notes. So if you're watching this, it's down in the description. If you're listening to this, hit the info button on whatever platform you're listening to this and all those links will be there. And definitely go to Jen's website. She's got some great downloads on there. There's like some really cool, I'm, I'm like merch. She's got calendars on there. She's got a planner. I mean, there's some really good shit in there. So definitely uh, go in there and and uh, ransack the place. Let's uh, let's show some some support. Uh, and for all of you listening and watching this, thank you all so much. You are all so radically loved. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend or share it wherever you want to share it, but let people know that they can write a review and subscribe to the podcast. We always appreciate it. And um, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was amazing. enjoyed this episode i am so excited to continue to do this please share this with your friends email us message us on instagram at rosie acosta or on twitter at rosie acosta subscribe on itunes write a review we love doing this so please help us continue to keep this podcast going thanks for listening